How's it going? This is Ty, and this is also the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course, I always do. Here we talk about fiction, copywriting, persuasion, marketing, and several other issues. Ever since I discovered that fiction writing and copywriting do borrow from each other in quite a few different ways. So without any further ado than we've already had, let's get to it. All right, today is episode 152 this time. The post of this episode is connected to was originally titled A Legend Leaves Us, originally posted August 15th of 2014, uh, which would have been a Friday because I actually included a prompt with this that I thought was a little bit more personal than my normal prompts because it was that week that it was the death of Robin Williams, uh, basically. Uh, he was 63 years old. He was in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Patch Adams. The crazy ones was, I think, about the ad agency. was, I think, one of the last shows he was ever a part of. Uh, he was also in a bunch of different cartoons, one of which was Aladdin, which, strangely enough, or not, because I'm me, Hold the distinction of being one of the first, if not the first, movies I ever saw in a theater that I went with my aunt. I was, I think I was like between like six and eight years old. I remember not being able to see very much over the theater seats and not being able to follow any of the events or very little of the events that actually were going on in the movie itself, <laughs> which was kind of a not very frustrating to me at the time. I think it was at that age. I was kind of just like water, you know, flowing from place to place, not really caring about much anything. Like no, not a lot of stress, practically no stress, you know, just living life. And then we fast forward quite a bit and then we're here, but we won't talk about that now because I don't want to talk about it. But what I didn't know at that particular point in my life was that Robin Williams was there because he was the voice of the genie. And I, the genie, the genie from Aladdin is like one of my favorite characters ever in uh, like movies and TV because he was just so like impressive and so cool and like really honest and like really a stand up genie cartoon uh, thing. And apparently, uh, due to, well, I, I didn't know Robin Williams personally, of course, and I never met him, but apparently he was pretty much like his character with the genie, with all the wisecracks and like trying to help people whenever and however he could help them and so on. So that's why I had thought a lot about this. At that, at that point, way back in 2014, which is about probably not quite seven years ago now. Well, it'll be six years and 11 months, practically. Not, not quite, just under. And that's why I had thought to do for this particular prompt that I had done that week, a more like personal prompt. And I didn't really think of my own answer to this. Because I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do what I had asked in the prompt. 
I just wanted to make it so that anybody who heard the prompt, including me, would would think about it. So, all right. So the prompt that I had done for that week is this. If you could put three things in a box to tell others the most about you as a person, what would they be? Like, I don't pretend to fully understand how deeply people impact others or why people make what choices they make. And that has to do with not not only some choices, but like everybody. It's I don't understand. As a writer, I try to understand motivation and so on, but I don't know if I have as full a grasp of it as I should. I just do know that we do touch people. Individual lives do matter. You don't have to be rich and famous to make a difference in somebody's life and so on. Even if it's just somebody who you've never met, you listen to them over the internet almost as if like you're listening to me now, but not necessarily me. If they posted a video or something on Facebook and it just makes you smile or laugh, even something as it's not earth shattering, even as something as quote unquote small, although I don't think it really is very small as that. I think that's impact. That's how people touch other people. It can be big or it can be small. Or I mean, you're just waving at somebody and saying hi to them or something. Because sometimes depending on circumstances, uh, having people leave this world can hurt tremendously for the people who know them as well as the people who never got a chance to know them. Because we don't know what they would have been able to accomplish if they hadn't, what happened to them, if something did happen to them, happened to them. And I don't mean, I think it's still the same with people who are up in age who like pass away and they're 95, 98, 99, 100 plus. I think it's still the same for them, but I think the younger people do die, the more exponentially that it hurts, that uh, that impact will never be realized. And I think that's, that kind of sucks. Really, it does. But as long as you can connect to people, I think that's where it's at. You don't have to, you know, solve world peace or world hunger or poverty or anything. I know there are bunches of organizations and bunches of people who are doing just that. But there are other smaller things I think people can do as well to make an impact. Because people will connect with you, you connect with those people, and sometimes, and you both benefit in ways that sometimes you're not even aware of for months or years until after, and you think about it. Then to me, that's the particular power of being human and being able to connect with making memories for people or being in other people's memories where you can share that experience with them, even if it's just a simple hi or you sat down with them for one meal in your whole life five years ago and it was summer and it was really hot or, you know, something like that where it can be small, but it's a shared experience because you're there with them and you can both be part of that memory, to take that memory forward and to live the rest of your life with it. Even though you may not see that person very much, you can have that memory inside of you to think about and to learn from, even when that particular person 
isn't there anymore, isn't with you anymore, whether physically or otherwise. And I think that's what makes it so powerful, really. And for those of you who are curious, the part that I had mentioned before that I'll mention now that I hadn't really thought well enough about is what I would personally put in that box that I mentioned in the prompt. I would probably put my trio of juggling bags in there. I don't know if I would put my phone in there because depending on where the box was, the phone would probably just be a dead hunk of paperweight by the time that people got to it if it were like a time capsule situation where it would be used and used and so on. And I might put my wallet that I've had for an embarrassingly long time in there. I, I might do that. I just have to make sure all the items that are normally in there wouldn't be in there. The only reason why I mentioned about that is because I think I've had the same wallet since I was Probably a teenager, uh, sad, sadly enough. That's been quite a long time ago now. But I think that's interesting. I don't know. The problem is with that, I also didn't mention about the box because I don't think we could put a lot of large musical instruments in the box. And also, we don't think we could put a desktop computer into the box either. So it's like, what does the computer tell me about tell you about me as a person while I, as a gamer and somebody who does a lot of stuff over the internet, I'm practically glued in front of the machine, even though I know I try not to be, and I know I should do better at trying not to be for a lot of time per day slash per week. So that would tell you a lot about me. I also... <laughs> Couldn't think of a lot of other things to put in the box, but then I didn't mention how big the box was, like I said before. And I would probably have a conniption trying to figure out what only three items to put in the box, which is why I had also mentioned you purely as a thought experiment rather than, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And like, put your send me a message with your what you would put in the box, like below or as an email or as something else. Not that I would. Not that I would want that, I just made it so that it would be an interesting thing to think about, not actually do. But if you would like to do that, as far as what you would put in that box, you can write it down for you. That's what I had originally meant it to be about. Not as far as, okay, this is kind of a thought experiment we would all do together. I meant it as an individual uh, setup. So anyway, that's what I would say about that whole deal. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. 
I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.